0: Didn't know the churches came with like with you know special special like bunkers that you could go hunker in or is that is that just at your house or?
1: <laughs> the church just feel it feels very strange to have such an empty building
0: frankly. right right it's
1: always, it's always hopping and i don't always wear this but just special for you
0: that's your that's just your day-to-day casual wear
1: <laughs> these are my pajamas actually <laughs>
0: So, I'm going to give people, just as we're recording, I'll give people a little bit of your background of what I know of you, and then everything I get wrong, you can correct and fill in the blanks. Deal. So, you're a youth minister? Pastor? Is there a difference? Is there a
1: well, I'm a pastor, and I happen to work with youth. And, you know, oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm just a regular pastor
0: just a regular day-to-day a
1: regular old pastor but i get to around town <laughs> i have the most fun kind of pastor job because i get to hang out with teenagers and
0: college students and you're you you specialize in online community building is that correct Has that been your <laughs> uh
1: no? No. not really only in the last three weeks or so charlie <laughs> thanks for asking i believe it's been a
0: crash course
1: i believe it's crash been 24 courses. days
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have this is like i mean you've told me before you're like i'm not normally on facebook or anything else
1: no the only reason i've been on facebook is uh because i have a really cute dog and i feel <laughs> that the world should see buddy his yes buddy's adorable can we yeah uh,
0: the, the dog formerly known as buddy exactly <laughs> be famous now so you need his own does he have his own Instagram he's, following? He's
1: at, at Buddy and Bend. Um, Buddy. <laughs> he does, really? He does. <laughs> Thanks I for following, it. Charlie. <laughs>
0: um, Sorry, yes, no, I follow it every day. I check to see what Buddy's up to. Here.
1: I never update that one either, because it's just through my Instagram and my Facebook. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not consistent. Um, yeah, no, this was, a, this was a, an adventure kind of started by accident.
0: And, uh, yeah, so let's jump back to, we were at the front edge of all of this stuff happening, things are starting to shut down and bend, were you like, you know, with all of my free time, I want to start a giant online juggernaut of a, of a movement. Is that is that what your thinking was?
1: I mean, the word juggernaut definitely was in the mix. Um... No, honestly, and this was, I feel like we were about three days before people really realized how significant the changes were going to be. I think up until that point, we were all still pretty convinced that uh, we were beyond kind of the same threat uh, from coronavirus that the rest of the world has experienced. Um, So, so, yes, the Facebook group, which is Pandemic Partners Bend, uh, came out of a kind of brainstorming session with my staff at First Presbyterian. Um, We were having a a gathering of just our staff to figure out, you know, uh, what is church going to look like if we can't gather? Because that's what we do. That's pretty foundational to to what a church does. (laughs) Um, So we were discussing, you know, how do we move worship online? And then how do we stay connected to people? And how do we continue caring for the community if we can't do that? In person, if like you say, the church is dark, uh, like a bunker now. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I think one of the the backstories that one of my colleagues who works with children um, and, and families said, yeah, I've been thinking about having families just pair up, and they can be like pandemic buddies or pandemic partners for each other. And I was like, pandemic partners, we should just let's just. Let's try this Facebook group thing, and if people need help, they can ask there, and if they can help, they can offer there, and and let's just let's see what happens. But that's one way maybe we can all stay connected.
0: And then, <laughs> and, then and now, and then, interviewed by Al Jazeera, OPB, NPR. What other, what other news organizations have you now been the, featured on?
1: The Presbyterian News Agency? No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been kind of a wild ride. I mean, local, local TV has covered us and kind of local uh, newspaper sources, um, the bulletin, the source. But,
0: um, but you've, been, you've been working with, like, the sheriff's department and how many like and now how many other organizations have you helped get off the ground
1: yeah i guess it's like a two parter i think i think part of the part of the unintentional magic of why it took off the way it did i mean when i start new groups and we have we have probably almost almost 20 other groups that are called pandemic partners Fill in the blank with a community or city name, um, and then another ten to fifteen that are using our our resources and kind of using our premise but have a different name, um, and and I think part of like we just hit the timing kind of right. People were you know unfortunately panicking. Um, I think we caught kind of the beginning of people realizing this was going to be an issue. Um, and, you know, to grow, I just, I shared it with my friends in Bend, and I had another two friends do the same, and then in, in about 12 hours, we had 3,000 members in Pandemic <laughs> in Bend, um, which is why kind of the, the buzz started generating so quickly. It was like, holy cow, this is really hitting a spot that we didn't know was going <clears> to <throat> be a spot. Um yeah, and and, and at this know,
0: point, were you like hyperventilating, like breathing into a paper bag?
1: <laughs> a little bit. I just I had no idea, and and as we said, I I'm not on Facebook much in my normal life, so to to be living there now is kind of a strange new reality. Right. Um, yeah, but it's it's been really cool and quite the privilege to. Um, to come alongside uh, local agencies like the sheriff's department, um, like our, our local nonprofits, social service agencies, um, local government, even, and and just be one more resource in Bend to to get people the support and help they need right now. But um, I think I think working through that very first weekend kind of uh, set us up to be uh, to be a helpful resource on Monday morning when all of those agencies and nonprofits opened to. To start figuring out how they were going to respond so
0: right right And, and if you i mean i have to think if you had that big of a response that quickly then there must have been a real hunger like people were desperate for resources desperate for people to connect with desperate desperate to help as well
1: yeah, and that was actually the primary thing and I, I tell new groups this when they launch too is that the first few days it's really a lot of people that want to help and not a ton of requests for help. Um, I think it takes some time to, to kind of build that reputation in a community that you're, you're actually there to, to be useful. Um, and I think that's kind of the beauty of the two way street of pandemic partners is that a lot of us are feeling in the midst of this, uh, this pandemic, this crisis, um, it's unprecedented, and um, I think for a lot of us, for the first time, something that we feel pretty powerless about, um, even even to the very literal point that we can't see it, <laughs> um, that we are, we're isolated from each other in physical ways like we've never been before. Um, so to be able to help, to be able to do something, um, I think is an incredibly powerful and and hopeful thing for for people not just to receive that help but to be able to offer offer help in that regard and and not to feel alone um gives us a sense of agency and and still having autonomy even though so much of our life is limited right now
0: right right and so then the question is i mean knowing you (laughs) knowing you behind the scenes yeah this has taken a huge amount of time and work and thought and effort on your part and i know you have a whole team now of people assisting you and moderating the facebook page and helping coordinate things how (laughs) i mean (laughs) i guess the question is you know how are you how are you is it getting easier is it getting harder how are you holding up with everything
1: well, I appreciate the bourbon deliveries, Charlie. And the, uh,
0: <laughs> I'm here for you. That's my Thank personal you. contribution.
1: <laughs> um, I am holding up. The, uh, definitely, the first two weeks were uh, were not my best moments of self care. Even while while insisting that others practice really good self care, uh, there's a, a a bit of an inconsistency there. Um, I think. Uh, it took us a. It took us kind of those first two weeks of being, and it feels like a million years. But the first two weeks um, of getting our systems in place, getting some structures in place, learning how to moderate a Facebook group of now eleven thousand
0: people. Um, eleven thousand people. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's like ten percent of the city of Bend. <laughs> <laughs> so just that, just. Uh, I don't hear from them all at once, so it's
0: okay. Um, I like I like to watch that little twitch in your eye. When you're like, mm-hmm. Just eleven thousand <laughs> people—that's all.
1: No, it's—I mean—and it's such an honor to be able to steward that space, and and really, it's been mind blowing. The people that have come out of the woodwork to help, support, and. Yeah, you're right. We have a team now of moderators, where um, there are some days where I'm just I'm aware that I'm pretty obsolete in terms of actually running the group on a day-to-day basis. Right. Um, I get to spend a lot of my time now, kind of behind the scenes, developing more more tools. Um, what we're doing is is essentially giving away our process as it evolves, so that other communities can get up and running quickly and not have not have the same. Uh, Runway of of learning the hard way <laughs> that that we did right, in many right. regards, um, and then I get I get to connect with our, our nonprofit partners and social service agencies and make sure that they know um, we are uh, we are one resource available to their clients and and vice versa we get folks on on the pandemic partners group that need more than we can offer but we now have these really incredible connections to these people who can offer more significant. Right, right. I need it. Yeah. Um so I lost my train of thought, Charlie.
0: That's okay. <laughs> and probably probably your train of thought gets derailed pretty regularly right now.
1: <laughs> um we're really we're really working hard to to make sure that our um That this is this help and these resources in terms of volunteers and community support are available to everybody in the community that's a really significant hurdle we've we've faced um knowing that that even the facebook platform is a really privileged right Right. be able to ask for help um it means that you speak the language of the dominant culture it means that you have access to the internet or a laptop or a smartphone Um, and so that's been a lot of the behind the scenes the last week and a half or so is um, we just launched a, a helpline. Um, so that's a phone number now that people can call. <laughs> hey. I know. What
0: um, is this thing you refer to called a telephone?
1: It is a, that's digits. and uh, But you can call <laughs> and then, and then uh, be connected to some of our amazing volunteers behind the scenes.
0: Um, wow, really? So yeah. you have an actual honest God, like 800 helpline?
1: We have a Google voice number that's connected to my cell phone number. <laughs> but, okay. but forwards everything to to voicemail essentially and then and then Google Voice is really cool and it. Uh, it'll um, transcribe voicemails into emails that
0: then we can get out to people who, who can help. So. Wow, and you've got volunteers that man uh, or that respond to those voicemails.
1: Yeah, in theory, we have, um, we have partners at a, at a social service agency called Thrive, um, and they, they kind of take any calls that are beyond the capacity of a pandemic partner's volunteer to, to help. We, we can't pay your rent. We can't um, file unemployment for you. you. know, There's lots of things that are kind of beyond the scope of what pandemic partners can do. Um, our premise is, is that we're crowdsourcing kindness among neighbors. So if it's something that a neighbor can't help with, um, we refer folks over to Thrive. So they're handling those kinds of phone calls. And then behind the scenes, um, we actually have the incredible opportunity to partner with the city of Bend. So they've had employees that are working from home and want to help and have offered to um, to receive those pandemic partners' emails. And, and then they're trained to uh, to reach out to our volunteer database and and kind of make those connections between wow. the, the person who calls and, and the people that want to help. So,
0: And just to be clear, all of, this has been put, all of this was put together. You started this, and all of this, you and your team. My team. I have an incredible put, team. Yeah. yeah, Have all put this together in three weeks. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So you've gone from, hey, maybe it would be nice if we did a Facebook group to eleven thousand people, twenty something other art organizations similar to yours around the world. Yeah, <laughs> and a and a hotline, all in three weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and we have a uh, we have a constantly updated uh, community resources document that uh, that right. now is populating other web pages. So so the very beginning, one of the things we learned was. That a lot of people's panic and um, uh, a lot of the difficulty came just from not knowing where to where to access help or where resources could be found, um, or having to go to, to twelve different websites to figure out who's uh, which food banks are open and where is food available. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, through through some of those community partners, and now actually that document is is fully owned by. Um, by a different social service agency. Um, but we were able to, in the first week or so, compile um, all of that information into one place, make sure that it was available in Spanish as well. And, um, and now we have that for, for the Tri-County area where we live in Central Oregon. So, um, so those documents are being constantly updated if, if the food bank's hours change, for instance. That, that is communicated immediately to the, the person holding this document, and, and so it's updated um, through Google Docs, and if you have the link, you just you get the most updated version of that, of that wow. document at any given moment. Um, and then it's been cool to watch like other agencies. Uh, we now have some, some prettier websites that are probably more user-friendly than a Google Doc, but less immediately updatable. Um, but we've helped them kind of populate uh, their websites uh, on, a, on a county level with, with the information that we gathered in that first week. So Jeez. go figure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Charlie, you thought I
1: was slacking off the last couple weeks.
0: weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly make me feel like I have done nothing with my time for the last several weeks. Uh, and I would say that's an accurate depiction compared right. to what you've been up to
1: uh i I mean there's just so many cool people coming out of the woodwork we We constantly joke that we're going to have we're gonna have the best happy hour party ever uh, <laughs> of just getting to finally meet in person all these folks that have made the pandemic partners' uh scheme kind of available um. Even this, I guess actually, we're launching another website this week, so that's, <laughs>
0: okay, anyway. Like another website for here or another organization?
1: For here, it's called, um, it's uh, a friend of mine, Anne Marie, who's been behind the scenes, has spearheaded this, and um, it's the first iteration, so we're still working on making sure it's accessible to our Spanish-speaking neighbors, but um, it'll be essentially a landing page called Pandemic Partners Pantry <laughs> that allows people to see really, really clearly um, a calendar uh, each week of where food is available. Um, right. so, so instead of going to all those different food bank websites or asking, asking the group on Facebook, um, we'll be able to send folks to Pandemic Partners Pantry and they'll be able to see, yeah, the giving plate is open from here to here, Shepherd's House is open from here to here, here's right, right. where and how you can can access food resources, so. Um, we're just trying to resource the community, and, and somehow we've become a hub for, for that information. <laughs> we,
0: That's amazing, though. So, yeah, I mean, what I know of you, Morgan, this seems like, this seems like basically what you have always wanted, the effect anyway, not necessarily this particular type of project, but having this kind of impact on the community, this is what you've always wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I never would have guessed that it would look like this. You're right. Um, but, I mean, even, like, wearing this even on camera with you is weird, but um, my, people are often surprised that I'm a pastor when I'm out. out. <laughs> I don't look like most pastors, and I dance on the weekends, and um, all kinds of things, But but when I get to explain to people, like, Uh, I do what I do because I get to remind people that they're good and that they're loved and that they have goodness and love to offer the world. Um, And so this does really feel kind of like an outpouring of that for me in my pastoral vocation, like on on just a weird different kind of scale, I get to remind people that they are good and loved and that they have goodness and love to offer the world. this is really, and, and then I started thinking, we do this we do this beer church on Sunday nights, usually, called TAP, um, and that's kind of m- my little worshiping community on Sunday nights, and uh, since it started five years ago, we've had a bulletin board that kind of lives off to one side, and, and I tell people every week, um, we don't just wanna talk about good news, we don't just wanna talk about loving our neighbors, we don't just wanna talk about um, helping people or changing the world um, in a small way uh, over on this board um you can if you need help ask for it and if you can't help <laughs> respond <laughs> and so it's just been living on a bulletin board and i think that's like it's in me now <laughs> right, right. And, and so it just seems like the thing to do um kind of seeing this wave of 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 need coming our way and, right. uh, and so, ready to help.
0: <laughs> I have to ask with your bulletin board at church, <laughs> maximum number, like the most n- number of people you've ever seen post anything on the bulletin board.
1: Like six. <laughs> <laughs> and now you it's have not a super successful program. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think, I think that that seed has now sprouted into something much, much, much bigger, it seems. 11,000 people on the Facebook page. You're like, I wish I could have my bulletin board back.
1: <laughs> We've digitized it. It's much more substantial now. Uh, right. Yeah. But I'm even thinking back, like, uh, I took a class in seminary that was all about uh, how the church could be really good news in the neighborhood. Like regardless of any kind of religious agenda, no, no desire to convert anybody. Like if for me, it just became ingrained. Like if, if the church, if a pastor, if the community, um, isn't somehow good for everybody, like why bother? So it's been really fun actually to feel like, like whatever wow. is needed to fall into place or falling into place. And, um, and and this for me is really pastoral work, but there and and there doesn't need to be a, a religious agenda because there's just so much good.
0: Happening. Well, I guess back in the day, if you did not get an A in that class <laughs> in seminary, I think you need, they need to retroactively give you an A for that class now because you've taken that lesson and run with it.
1: <laughs> that professor just called me the other day. Actually, did really, yeah, <laughs> he was like. Because yeah, anyway, they've started an organization called the Parish Collective that I've been involved in, and he was like, "We got to get this out to all of our people that are that are part of the Parish Collective, loving their <laughs> loving their neighborhoods and community." And I was like, "I'll help anyone get started."
0: Right? Yeah. you were, now. I want to know. Do you do you remember what you made in that class? What grade you got in that class? Oh, Charlie,
1: I only I only did. <laughs> I I think I probably do, right?
0: (laughs) Like, good to hear from your professor that gave me a C.
1: (laughs) You know, I think it was like an experimental class. They were just glad anybody signed up. Oh, right, (laughs) right. right.
0: (laughs) Back in the day, I would say you've taken that experiment and run with it at this point.
1: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's weird. (laughs)
0: um so other than you know taking over the world what Mm -hmm. plans do you have like you know you've (laughs) you know you've joked about you know we talk we've talked before about how how this could how this could what this could turn into for you like do you see this as a as something or or are you two heads down are you just totally focused right now on making this a success and whatever comes after comes after
1: yeah i mean i it's pretty heads down right now um i think there's i i I don't think our our community or our country has has seen the worst of this season yet unfortunately um so yeah so our, our focus really just needs to be on um yeah on resourcing folks and especially especially now that we have a kind of the page established i think most people who are are pretty privileged in our town know about it um but uh but to make sure that those resources are available to those on the fringes those those who don't have easy access to resources um those are our undocumented brothers and sisters or, um, or or folks who live outside or, you know, whatever the case may be, I think right. we still have a, a ways to go in terms of making sure that we're a resource for everybody and not just for people who look like you and me. Um, so that's that's been a, a real focus last week, and I'm learning a lot about my own privilege and my own assumptions and um, how helpless I feel when I can't uh, post things in, in Spanish and, and be accessible to everybody. So... Um, yeah learning a lot about that and uh, and then really focused on getting these other communities up and running so you know right. if I can get if I can get a few a few groups up every day um, and do you know i've been offering kind of one on one coaching calls with their their admins, whoever decides to take on right. um, starting a group um, <laughs> they have access to all of our our tools and resources and materials but uh, but then I kind of you know give them a little Little pep talk, (laughs) I guess. Um, So getting those going feels really, really vital. Um, We get we get questions on our group all the time, asking if there's a group yet in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, because somebody knows somebody there, Uh, and uh, and I have to say, gosh, like we're we're not there yet, you know. But if somebody wants to, we'll get you started. Um, And and to be honest, my mind does go when there are calm moments. (laughs) Um,
0: the the few, few and far between. Yeah.
1: Um, to, to wondering what this will do to us, like this, this time is truly unprecedented. Like, you know, there have been other significant crises and this kind of thing, but I, I don't know that we've here in the U S especially experienced this scale of a crisis. um, where businesses are shut down en masse and where we're right. asked to stay home en masse. And, um, and all of a sudden I think there's a lot of conversation to be had and a lot of action to be taken as we are finding um, that in a very real way uh, the common good and the individual good aren't separate. And they never were, right. but I think a lot of us have lived in such a way for a long time um, like those things are separate, or like they can be separated, um, and now all of a sudden, it really, really matters whether my neighbor has health care. <laughs> it really, really matters. It affects me um, on a on a physical health level um, about whether our our homeless friends have access to hand washing stations and shelter and uh, and medical care. Um, so, so those things are, are pretty stark. And, uh, I, I mean, I feel like I'm so privileged to be able to see some of these, um, firsthand stories of people connecting who never would have connected otherwise. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not, and not physically, that's the weird thing is that we're not connecting.
0: Right. Like, right. So right, so right. But we
1: are. Like, uh, you know, we've had, we've had requests come in, like somebody who's, um, who's living off the grid and camping in maybe an RV or a fifth wheel um, desperately needing propane uh, to stay warm and somebody from what I know to be like the nice part of town uh, <clears throat> driving out to find them with a five gallon tank of propane and I'm like I don't think you two would have ever connected <laughs> um, right. I think those connections are gonna are going to be really powerful my hope is that this isn't just a blip where we remember when um, we all came together as a community, but that somehow this changes us on a foundational level to realize that, like the well-being of my neighbor, even if they look different than me, even if they have a different language than I do, or they have different documents than I do, or a lack thereof, that um, that everybody is in this together, and that we, the whole—I mean, the whole premise of pandemic partners is that we we heal by, by remembering that we belong to each other, that um, that's how we get through this together. So I am really curious um, for the future, how this impacts us, how it impacts the way we vote, how it impacts public policy, how it impacts the way our nonprofits run and the way our churches respond and the way that, um, that, that we maybe look at our literal neighbors. <laughs> um, I think I think this will change. It has already changed me. So I, yeah, I'm really curious about that, and and I don't know what that means for me in the future. But um, I have tapped into something that gets me really fired up, and uh, and uh,
0: right.
1: I don't regret the the time and energy in doing this for for a second, despite you know some of the, the personal costs um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, we will see where it where it takes us. I guess
0: well and to go back to what you're talking about the impact on our culture and our society yeah. i was reading an article this morning that says that essentially this this is going to have one of two impacts it's either and it's it's entirely up to us and it's entirely up to the political leaders um uh, that we're either going to see that connection see how important <coughs> our neighbors are see how important the person down the street is see how important their health their well-being is to us
1: yeah.
0: and act accordingly as a as a community as a national community
1: right
0: and start to put in place mechanisms like health care or you know a thousand other things right. that could benefit everybody or that will benefit everyone or we're going to become more isolated more insular we're going to try to blame people that look different from us speak differently from us that the the blame will be shifted from <laughs> from the illness and perhaps the poor federal response to it onto, you know, the other, onto people who are not like we are.
1: Right.
0: And it sounds like from what you've seen, I mean, I guess Bend is a, you know, Central Oregon is an interesting, it's not, I guess, represented a representative sample <laughs> by any right. means, but you've seen people trying to help other people who aren't like them, who, you know, economically or you know culturally or ethnically or whatever come from different a different place. Yeah. So it seems that you've you've tapped into something. I, I think the bigger the bigger picture of this is that you've tapped into something that was there and there was just no there was no incident to bring it to the surface and there was no mechanism to bring all these people together
1: right
0: and because of the situation and because of what you've created my god there's no way there's no way that you've gotten 11,000 people you know on this facebook group in three weeks, if there wasn't some hunger and thirst for this kind of thing somewhere anyway. Yeah. Is, that the, is that the feeling that you get or?
1: That's my feeling and I, I mean, um, one of the, you know, one of the first ways I talked about this with our team kind of behind the scenes, Um, is that this is, this is just one way for us to express that love is actually greater than fear, that, that always, uh, that's my bias. I could end up being wrong, but, but I want to live in a world where love is greater than fear. And so that's what I choose to kind of live into. And and that's what I want to invite others to live into. Um, and so I think that article is probably, probably correct that we're going to go one of two ways. Um. Love or fear. We can choose to go the route of love, or we can choose to go the route of fear. We can choose, um, we can choose even a mentality of scarcity that says there is only so much, and I must get what I can. Um, there is only so much, and I must exclude others so that I can stay safe and feel um, feel comfortable. Um, or we can adopt a mentality of abundance and say, you know what, I am, I have all that I need, and 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 if I don't, then my people have me. My community has me. There's, there's a mechanism in place, as you say, for, um, for help. I've even had that thought when I'm like, yeah, you're right. I don't have a stash of three months worth of toilet paper. I just don't. Right. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I've, I've had that thought. And then I've also been like, you know what? If I asked, people would come out of the woodwork to help. And, right. and that is what we keep seeing on on the pages, um, is not only that generosity and uh, and that that sense that there is enough, and so there is enough to share. And not everybody not everybody has that, right? Like there are some people who just feel the need to protect and hunker down and um, and kind of self isolate in a in a different way than <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> quarantine. Um, they're they're quarantined, uh, they've quarantined their care, so to speak, um, but uh, the, the moments in the group where, where people give are, are indicative to me of the kind of world I want to live in. Uh, and I can't control what happens next uh, I can't control how people are going to vote in november i can't I can't control how um, our our local politics uh, put policies into place um, but I can control uh, my openness to my neighbor I can control my willingness to help and give um, and i can can attempt to kind of pass that along to the people that are are near me <laughs> um, and kind of call us i hope i hope what i'm doing is calling us to be the community we've always dreamed of being like you're saying this was always in us like i had somebody ask me i'm just rambling now but i had somebody ask me the other day like how is this how is this a continuation of the tradition you're a part of in terms of this caller and i was like you know <laughs> i've literally had people from the site or from the media say how did you come up with this idea that neighbors could love their neighbors
0: you're like um i i picked it up from somewhere else it's not an original idea not
1: an original idea and i don't think even original to a a judeo-christian background i think there is something deep within uh our humanity there's something in us that recognizes that we must be in this together that we don't survive things alone that we have to take care of our neighbor and we're moving out of of maybe more of a, <laughs> a prehistoric tribalism mentality where it's just our people that we care about to a more global uh, care for all humankind. Um, right. So if, if something comes out of this where we are able to see each other, um, no matter who we are, no matter what our background, no matter what we look like or what we have, um, if we're able to see people as worthy of dignity and respect, then I think that will that will change the fabric of our society. Mm-hmm. Um I hope I certainly hope we move that direction. I certainly will uh probably won't won't stop fighting for that reality for, for quite a while. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm hell bent on it at this point.
0: <laughs> 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 so well, so right now, logistically, like are you is this now effectively your full time job?
1: Um for now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, weird. Uh churches churches aren't doing super great financially right, right now. Uh we we tend to do better when we get to see people and and yeah. are, are reminded that they want to give to the work that we're doing. Um and so I know that I know that First Pres is uh, is making every effort to make sure we can keep our staff on, um, and uh, and so they're they're working really hard at that. And people are being super generous. Um, so yeah, for now, for now, um, I've kind of been released to uh, to let this be my full time work. Or uh, you know, maybe ten percent of my time now is going back to kind of my normal pastoral. Responsibilities of checking in with uh, with teenagers and college students and um, and right. that kind of thing, but uh, but yeah, this has been uh, beyond full time. This has just been my my life's work the last three weeks or so. Right, um, right. And with yeah. an incredible team, with with so many people that um, that I don't know what I would would do without. But um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really really privileged to still be fully employed and to get to do this um, for my job right now. So we'll we'll see what the future brings
0: right yeah yeah and when you say when you say it's your life's work for the last three weeks it probably feels like a lifetime's worth of work
1: it really does we're every day is like a like we're in dog years now like
0: (laughs) (laughs) every day is like seven days of work every
1: day is is a year or so i don't know (laughs) my my hairdresser commented on something on the on the group i saw her name pop up and i just i just quickly said hey like Don't worry about your business. I'm going to see you as soon as this is over because I got all this gray hair now that that I need.
0: So So much for that youthful face. So
1: much. I just am getting lines and,
0: yeah. (laughs) Just going to come out of it and be like, oh.
1: We thought you were 34. No.
0: (laughs) So, uh, gosh, like what what do you see I mean you, you've already made so many big moves or this has led you to so many big moves with uh, with helping other organizations get started with getting the the uh, hotline I guess it kind of reminds me of like the bat phone like
1: <laughs> it's red,
0: <Yeah>. it's red. <laughs> they're in the bunker um, <laughs> in your Bat Cave. How cool would it be if I just had like a red? Top? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> but and it sounds like you're helping other organizations a couple. It sounds like several a week. Try to come yes. online.
1: Yeah, we're working on it. I think um if I can get like two two a day is probably a good average for us right now, um, give or take. I'm and I'm willing to do more. It's just uh, right. a matter of helping folks connect. Everybody is is a little uh, stressed and out of sorts these days. So I don't blame anybody for not wanting to to take this on, but um, we do, I'm really proud of, of kind of the resources and the system that we have on offer. Um, Essentially at this point, you you know, you can, we call it our launch kit, Um, it's available on our website. I'm really bad at self-promotion. Um,
0: but, um, and we'll make sure, I'll make sure too, that we get all of the ways to, I'll make sure to put your personal phone number. It's
1: free. Give them my phone number. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I really am just so, so available, probably too available um, to get these groups up and, up and running. Um, but but yeah, uh, I mean, from that launch kit, you have, have a literal step by step how to set up a Facebook group with the configurations we recommend. Um, there's a video even with my face in it that that clicks things and shows you exactly how to get set up. Uh, and then the the coolest uh, the coolest tool in there is our moderator guide because behind the scenes, um, our our moderators, all the moderators of all these pages are are working so hard to. Um, just to really make sure that, that we can fulfill our purpose of crowdsourcing kindness so that neighbors can help neighbors. Um, and, and behind the scenes, that's a lot of work of kind of redirecting posts and, and helping folks find right. what they need that, that is not maybe appropriate for our group.: um,
0: Well, I would imagine that the, the variety of things that could come that probably have come your way to be posted on there. Like if it was all put on the main page, it would just be, you wouldn't be able to find anything exactly. ever.
1: Yeah, yeah, so we've got some really, um, they might seem like kind of strict systems in place, um, but, the, but the more we're able to structure what gets through and, and, and then how we file it, um, which I won't bore you with, but there's a way to tag things with topics, um, so that we're able to follow up on help requests and make sure that people get that okay. what they need. Um, people can click on success stories and just read all of the things, um, that have been fulfilled by the community so
0: far. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, there's like it's a success, cool. a success tab yeah, or a label. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many, how many success stories have been posted?
1: Gosh, I think we're just, just from the, just from the group, we're almost to like 300 kind of individual posts that, that have been, uh, converted that's into so cool. success stories. <laughs> so far and everything i'm
0: sure it's everything from the guy delivering propane to probably people picking up actual like sustaining medication for people or
1: yeah we're yeah it's it's a whole range of things and um yeah the stories that are coming out of the woodwork are are unreal so i mean do you want stories charlie is that fun for this
0: sure i I think stories are great Um,
1: you know uh, one of the one of the early limitations we realized is that obviously a lot of folks in the over sixty uh, community are particularly vulnerable and at risk um, and really are the ones that need to be staying home, um, but they're also the group that maybe are are not likely to to navigate Facebook uh, proficiently and though some of them are very good at it, um, just it, it might not be accessible to them. Uh, so it's been really fun to connect with uh, with folks who kind of help manage those elder care communities um, okay. who are able then to post on behalf of their, their residents or the folks that they know of. Um, so we've had posts from um, the Central Oregon Council on Aging. Um, we had one come in from a, a gal that, that helps manage a low-income senior apartment complex. And oh, wow. And she said to us, you know, normally, normally we all get to eat together. Normally there's a communal meal, uh, communal mealtime <coughs> for our residents. And obviously right now we can't do that. And they have to just have their meals brought to their, to their homes. Um, she said what we didn't foresee is that they don't have dining room tables. They don't have tables to eat at. Oh. Uh, which would oh, never yeah. occur to me.
0: Because um, they eat.
1: Communally. Communally. Um, and she, she asked for 45 TV trays, like the folding yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: TV trays. Uh and it, and I was like, I can't remember the last time I saw a TV tray, but <laughs> let's see what happens. And within a couple of hours, uh not only did she have TV trays, she had Um, she had people offering to, to get connected on their, on their phones and like eat with people virtually and keep them company. Um, and all these kinds of like, we're, you're just, we don't even be, we can't even begin to know what our neighbors need is, is what I'm learning. Like I can't even wrap my mind around what would make someone's world a better place. TV trays never occurred to me. (laughs) but there's so much power in being able to ask in a place that's uh, judgment free and, and just have a community be like, we have no questions. Let's just find you TV. Right. Like, right. um, there's, there's no, uh, there's no vetting process. It's just taking people at their word that what they need is, is what they need. Um, and we've had, we've had other things obviously right now um, for a lot of young people, kiddos and teenagers, it's super isolating, and and uh, I think I forgot how big a deal birthdays are uh, when you maybe can't celebrate a birthday with your friends. And so we've had a couple of of requests come through from you know maybe lower income folks who just say, "Man, we don't we don't even know where to begin to try and celebrate our eleven year old." Um, right, right, right. Yeah, and so people are like, "I'll help you set up a Zoom party. We'll get them all connected." Um, we had one girl, her mom said that she, um, she loves to collect rocks. It's like her jam. And, uh, and the community said, for your birthday, we're going to paint a bunch of rocks, like all these random people painting, like decorating rocks. And then they, they place them at different times with all the social distancing procedures in place along a, a walking trail near this girl's home what so that this 11 year old could could walk along and go on a scavenger hunt to find these rocks that her community had painted for her and i'm just sitting in front of my computer just weeping um (laughs) at how like how over the top like that's not even about basic survival right that's about human dignity too
0: like yeah yeah
1: this this is not just a bare minimum experiment of kindness that we're, we're a part of now. It's like this extravagant, lavish, generous kindness. Right, right. right. Um, another woman posted that, um, you know, she herself has some financial limitations and she was supposed to go visit her sister across the country, who's also financially strapped. Like a lot of people are, um, her sister's expecting a child. And so she, uh, her sister here was going to take a her gift to her was a breast pump. She was going to take it with her when she went to visit.
0: Okay.
1: Her and she said, I can't, I can't visit anymore, obviously, and I can't afford the shipping. Would somebody be willing? I've got it boxed up. Would somebody be willing just to pick this up and and mail it for me? And uh and the woman who responded not only, of course, took care of the shipping, but um but she, she later says to this woman, I, I included a care package for your sister uh, from my business. And, and isn't it ironic that I used to be a lactation specialist and I'm just so happy to be able to do this for her. And I'm like, it's above and beyond. It's not just mailing <laughs> a package. It's not just dropping off groceries. It's not just, um, you know, it's, it's so much more than that. It's, it's a human connection uh thing that is just like every day blowing my mind the the thing
0: that strikes me that you unintentionally stumbled onto was it's not like it's not like you said i have the solution to this problem (laughs) and here it is and i'm going to do it this way you were just like let's you know what do you find out what people need and then ask to see if anyone can help and people then come up with things that you wouldn't, like TV trays, never. things you would never have thought <laughs> would be important or necessary or needed or helpful. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And someone says, hey, this is the thing we need. And you're like, I would, okay, sure. And some other person in the community steps forward and solves the problem. Yeah.
1: We say that Man, behind, the scenes, behind the scenes. We say that as moderators. We're like, like a, a kind of a strange post will come through and we'll be like, let's, let's put it through and just see what they do with it. Like, right? Uh, cause, cause a lot of times they do, they know better. And it's such a privilege just to, to be able to provide that connecting point. Um, right. You know, our our main food bank here in town has done an incredible job of, of scaling quickly uh, to meet the, the ever-increasing demands that are being placed on them. Um, And I had the opportunity to have a conversation with their executive director kind of in the first week when they were just like, like just starting to see how much the world is going to change, just starting to see how much need is going to be coming their way. Um, And, uh, and she said to me, you know, really what I like really what I could use help thinking through is how we take in food donations now because we can't have people coming to the distribution site. We don't want wow. a bunch of people congregating. Um, we kind of think this this kind of having drop sites around town will probably work with trailers. Um, but I I just if you had somebody that could help think that through or help make that happen. Getting those drop sites full, getting that food transported to the warehouse, getting it sorted and unpacked, then then we could we could package it and get it out to people. But but that side of things is just is just a lot for her to think through. And uh, a, a friend connected me to a friend who said, you know, normally my business is helping people relocate to Bend. I have trucks and a team and we know how to move things. And I was like, you.
0: Okay.
1: She, was like, she was like, how can we help? How can we help? And I was like, I have a very special job for you. And 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 ever since, you know, just getting those, getting the people in the same room who wanna help, who need the help, getting them in the same Facebook group, um, there's magic happening. And it's it has nothing to do with me, except uh, kind of creating creating that, platform for people, hopefully, to to make those right. Yeah. I keep telling people that. I'm like, all I did was make a Facebook group. I'm not even good at Facebook. (laughs) It took me like a week week to figure out that if you're not friends with a person and they send you a message, it goes into like a secret folder. You have to find it. You have to like go (laughs) looking.
0: I owed a lot of people apologies for delayed response yeah. um, you're like uh oh, stupid facebook algorithm i don't know <laughs> right yeah i'm sure i'm sure people are like so you must have like a master's in logistics and technology and you're like no all i did was make a facebook group that's that's all i did everything else is me just trying to find someone that can figure this out with me I had a bulletin board before. <laughs> right.
1: more oh yes,
0: you've got tons of experience. <laughs> what am I saying?
1: Uh, all
0: ahead. right, well yeah. I I know I mean it's a freaking it's Sunday. It's today's Sunday. Sunday. What day of the week is it?
1: Today is Sunday.
0: It's Today is Sunday Sunday,
1: Charlie. Easter's in That's your week, Monday, day. right.
0: So I know that first of all, thank you for taking the time to do this. Oh. I'm you know, squeezing little old me into your schedule of BBC interviews and Al Jazeera and OPB and NPR.
1: BBC hasn't called yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. I appreciate you squeezing me into your into your busy interview schedule, oh, but I know too you've got other things to attend to. But before we wrap up, what um where where should people go to find out more about what you're trying to do where should people go to find out more about you find out more about first presbyterian perhaps
1: yeah it's all on facebook now charlie (laughs) it's
0: all it's all on on
1: facebook um yeah we have i mean you're always welcome to join uh even if you're not from bend if you want to see behind the scenes and join pandemic partners bend you can uh you can Watch from behind the scenes. It's a, par- it's a private group, but, uh, but we're not too picky about who gets wow. in. Um, we have a Pandemic Partners Facebook page that is uh, just a lot of uh, kind of our, our media um, appearances and then uh, access to all those different resources that we've provided. You can find that also on our website, pandemic.partners. Um, Facebook put together a really nice video for us on their community stories. Uh, page which is uh unreal there's like a, a million and a half views of that which is shocking <laughs> uh, i'm so tired of my own face and <laughs> things um, but uh but yeah and or feel free to reach out to me directly i would love to get
0: get these and so the, the website is pandemic partners correct yeah cool okay yeah. and then coming this week is gonna be pandemic partners pantry yes,
1: something you know, like that seven times dot org. that's really pandemic been
0: specific partner, pantry.org yeah, and that's nice. for local food banks that kind of thing
1: yeah but just in bend for now
0: and if someone wants to find out how to start their own organization do something similar is that also on the pandemic partners bin facebook page or where should they go for that you should
1: go to our website for that so pandemic.partners there's a big button on the homepage, and that'll direct you to um to all of those free resources we've been developing um and then feel free to message me directly on facebook at morgan c schmidt i think i'm even wearing this in my profile picture wow Making a face. Um, So yeah, people are people are welcome to contact me directly or email me at pandemicpartnersbend at gmail.com
0: Right. (laughs) I'm not And they can reach out to Buddy. They can find Buddy. They can find
1: Buddy and Ben. He's also taking requests. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is his Instagram feed blowing up these days? No. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. Wow.
1: I realized we have an Instagram. Somebody made us an Instagram account, so I I just got access to that. I don't really know oh. what I'm supposed to do with it, but right, things. yeah, right. If somebody actually knows how to do social media marketing. I would like to talk to you.
0: <laughs> Ooh, actually, I I can possibly connect you with someone for that. Because I know
1: purpose. nothing. I'm just making everything up as we go.
0: As we go, okay. <laughs> yeah, when we get off the interview here, I'll. I'll connect you with exactly who I think could help with that. So
1: It's all about connecting people, Charlie. Right. Crowdsourcing kindness every day.
0: Trademark. <laughs> hashtag crowdsourcing kindness. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> crowdsourcing kindness. Exactly. Okay, baby.
1: Oh, thank you so much. No, I'm I'm not that important. So it was really a privilege to be here with you and
0: oh, please. I, I feel like I'm I'm definitely getting the better end of this deal. For I've sure. been
1: I've been hearing about your podcast for a long time and uh, <laughs> yes. I, I figured like what do I have to do to get on the call to create?
0: All right. So I yeah. made
1: this I made this for you.
0: And yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me let me finish up with <laughs> Yeah. Yes, the tens of people that watch the call to create. Um, uh, so, I guess as the final, the final place I want to go, the final thing I want to ask is: Where do you? What is is your sense optimistic? Like, does this give you? Is this giving you hope? Is this, or is this just what you always knew was there? and it's just now kind of getting to be, to be seen by everybody. Mm. In terms of our community, in terms of people's nature, like is this what you were like, yeah, of course this is what people do.
1: Yeah, of course this is what people do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I've been surprised about the, I've been surprised at the scale, I've been surprised at the like, overwhelming energy, I've been surprised at the attention, to, to what we're doing, but the, the heart of it hasn't surprised me in the slightest. Like that is just, that is in us, I think. And uh, maybe I'm naive or idealistic, but, but I think that has always been in us. And um, just like anything else, we're, we, we sometimes need someone to invite us to listen to our better angels. We sometimes need someone to invite us to be, um, to live into that, to like, to embody who we really are um and so and so this is just one big invitation um in the midst of of tragedy and heartbreak and and legitimate fear and anxiety um but in the in the midst of that, I think the all the more reason for to make light to 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 bring light into those dark places right all the more reason um, to insist on love instead of fear to um to say that that kindness and generosity is uh, is going to serve us all far better than than um, mm. just self protection and and worrying about our own story. Um, yeah, I, I think it's always been in us. I think. Yeah, I think the common good has always been the good, and and maybe just some of us are waking up to that right. for the first time.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, Morgan, you've always been. <laughs> You've always been a person to bring light into dark places, and now you are letting, just providing a place where everyone gets a chance to do that. So, keep doing what you're doing.
1: It's my privilege. Thank you, Charlie. I love
0: you, friend. Love you too. Talk to you soon. All right, Bye. bye. Thanks for joining us. The Call to Create with host Charlie Teal is presented by Ghost Village Films and captured at Open Space Event Studio in Bend, Oregon. If you like what you hear, subscribe, rate, and review on YouTube, iTunes, or your favorite listening platform.